This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Best Beds for Pets. I'm your show host, Michelle Fern. So, you know, there's so many different toys and chews and things like that that you can give your dog. So how do you decide what is the best? Well, my guest today, his company has come up with a product that is so different and innovative than anything else I've had on Best Bets for Pets. And we're talking what 13 years what I don't know how many products two three hundred so I can't wait for him to come on and tell you all about it we'll be right back after this break hey everyone Michelle Fern here I can't wait to tell you about natural farm they sell all natural dog shoes and bones made from sustainably sourced ingredients produced and lab tested in their factories in Brazil They have some exciting new products with great flavors, such as stuffed collagen sticks in three flavors, Bully Stick Peanut Butter and Chicken, Bully Power Sticks made from beef, cheek, and pizzle, and their brand new peanut butter flavored collagen sticks. Go to naturalfarmpet.com and use the code BESTBETS15 for 15% off store-wide. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'd like to welcome Christopher Brown. He is the Senior Vice President of Marketing and E-Commerce for Playology. Welcome, Chris. Thank you very much, Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for coming on. So I was telling people your product is so unique and it's all about the nose. That's all I'm going to say because you're the expert. I want you to talk about it. But just to top line, what is Playology? So Playology is a brand of dog toys that was designed and is very, very innovative in this sense that it focuses on what drives engagement in dogs. And if you think about it, dogs are, they have their olfactory bulb is three times larger than that of a human. Their sense of smell is 10,000 times greater than that of a human, but they only have 80% of the taste buds of a human. So if you look at it from that perspective, Dogs experience life through their nose. And our founders found that their dogs were not engaging with pets or with toys. And they ended up having this big toy graveyard of all the toys that they tried to get their dogs to play with that, you know, lasted a day or not at all. And so they went back to the science and understood the science behind what drives engagement in dogs. And that's how the brand came to be. That's what I find so interesting because I've never heard of a product that actually has the scent inside it. So it's not like, you know, there's other toys. There's not, it's not like a rubber toy that has, you know, you, where you put food inside or a treat inside to kind of trick your dog and engage them that way. This, the actual, you know, toy has that taste. I can't smell it, but my dog can. My nose is definitely not as good as his, that's for sure. So how did your company come about deciding? I know it was for engagement, but you decided, you know what, we're going to find a way. I mean, how do you have rubber smelling? Not, well, I don't know what the contents is. It might not be rubber, whatever the 
toys made out of? That's your area of expertise, Chris. Yeah. How do you put peanut butter into a toy like this? How do you do that? Magic, right? Yeah, yeah. We do a fair amount of magic, you know, which is hard. I, I spent many years learning spells. But no, really what we did is we started with understanding that scent drives the engagement. And then as we looked at it, we optimized the the right level of these these scents for each product. And each of them is 100% natural. They're derivatives of the actual protein. So if it's beef, it's a derivative of beef, chicken, it's a derivative of chicken, for example. And then we essentially, in part of the, the vulcanization process, let's use rubber as an example, because we have many different types of products. But if we use one of our rubber toys, it is part of the actual process itself. So the scent bubbles are encapsulated in there. They are not beads. For example, that something that they chew on, it is encapsulated into the process so that as they chew on it, it gives off that scent that drives that engagement that helps them play seven times longer, actually, than unscented toys. So it's also not like, because I could think about some of my listeners thinking, huh, I wonder if I take one of my rubber toys and stick it in chicken broth. It's not like that. It's not like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you, know that. You, you must have been asked that question before. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you could stick your toy in chicken broth. But at the end of the day, what you're not doing is one, you're now translating it into that's food. I mean, chicken broth doesn't have a lot of calories. But one of the things that makes playology different is that because it's driven, you know, dogs are driven by their sense of smell rather than their sense of taste. We can add the scent without actually adding food, which in many cases is is needless calories. So if you think about it, Michelle, 60%, depending on your study, uh, I think it's the uh, American Kennel Club says 56% of dogs are overweight or obese. And so adding a treat is not necessarily the behavior that we are looking to ingrain in our dogs. We're trying to make sure that they play and they engage, but they don't necessarily do it at the expense of calories, if that makes sense. That's great. You should have something like that for people. (laughs) You need to to chew on, say hungry, you need to chew on something to get that chocolate flavor. Here you go. I would love to say it, but again, and I think I I flipped actually the number is that dogs have 80% fewer taste buds than humans, right? So their sense of taste is greatly diminished. So most of what they are quote unquote tasting is something that they're actually smelling. And if you think about dogs, Michelle, they actually have a stereo sense of smell that one part of their smelling orients them to where the scent is coming from. And the second one is doing the processing as to what it is, which is very different than human. Okay. So scratch that. If you, if you need to eat your chocolate, you have to do it the natural way and yeah. <laughs> do a lot of exercising. I'd love to say we have a plan with Godiva, but it, it, it's not happened yet. I have a question about what you have for cats, but that'll come later. What about flavor choices? What are the flavor choices and how did you decide on those scents? I know you have peanut butter, beef. Our our main line is peanut butter, beef, and chicken. And those were decided based on, frankly, the broadest reach of appeal. When we did our scientific studies, all of our studies are validated through clinical work at universities. Our engagement study was validated through a Big Ten university. And so what we did is we tried to find the scents that have the broadest reach and broadest appeal to the greatest number of pets. Um, We also have cheddar and sweet potato that are sold primarily through online channels. And in our senior line, we have a pork sausage type flavor. And those are really the 
I'll call it the, the sixth sense that we carry on a regular basis. And that gives us a pretty broad reach for some people who don't want, frankly, a, a, a meat product in their house, but they are the ones that have the broadest appeal among dogs. You have a lot of different styles of playology treats. How would a pet parent know what to choose? Absolutely a great question. So if you think about it, we went back and took a look at how, if you go all the way back to wolves, right, where, where all dogs really have their ancestry, there's something called the predatory motor sequence, which is essentially how a wolf stalked its prey, right? Oriented, chasing, catching, shaking, you know, there's all those behaviors that went in. As dogs domesticated, that behavior started morphing into more specific activities. So for example, terriers were used often with rodents, right? So they have a big focus on the shake kill aspect of that. Herding dogs had more of a fetching type behavior. And so as breeds started becoming more distinct, their DNA started overweighting in certain aspects of that. So if you go in and look at your breed, we have a toy finder on our website um, that can help. But if you look at different breeds, they have a tendency to behave in different ways. Some dogs like to to fetch, some like to tussle and tug, some like to shake. And so that's where we've developed the widest range of products we can to address all those different breeds and their preferred type of play. That's really what drives that attraction. And we've seen a very strong correlation between breed type and type of play, going all the way back to the the conversation I had about their, their common ancestors. Okay, and if your dog's a mutt, just uh, see what they do. I mean, because yeah. I'm going back to what I had, and both of my mutts were herding dogs. Um, they were both had some Border Collie and Australian Shepherd in them, so I knew herding. But sometimes you have a mutt that's just you don't even know. Yeah, and I think, Michelle, there, part of it's also just the reality of every dog is unique. You know, at least uh, I consider every dog I've had unique, regardless of what breed it is. And part of that's just seeing how your dog likes to play. It, it will have a preferred play style. Again, there's frequently fetching, tugging, some are chewers. And you also find that within your dog, whether it's, you know, a mutt or, or, you know, purebred champion, that they also have a chew style that can vary quite a bit. Some are very aggressive chewers, some are lighter chewers, right? And so we make a wide range of not just forms that people can, or that pets can play with particularly dogs, you know, but also we have a range of durability that's listed on our packaging. So you understand these are designed for the heaviest chewers. These are designed for lighter chewers. On that question, because I have more questions for that, because I get a lot of responses from listeners about the heavy duty chewers. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Hey everyone, Michelle Byrne here. When my cat's healthy, he's happy, and that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when Dennis is feeling healthy, and helping me know that my cat's healthy is just one reason why I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter has ultra-absorbent crystals that trap odor instantly. No more stinky cat bathroom smell. I love the fact that Pretty Litter is 99.9% dust-free. That really helps when you're changing litter. No more dust flying all around. And I love the fact 
that the super light crystal base also minimizes the mess. And the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the trash can. Here is the best thing, just the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes color to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cats, including urinary tract infection and kidney issues. This is so important. Many of you listening might know years ago, Dennis was pretty sick. Had I had Pretty Litter then, I would have had a heads up because Dennis didn't let me know. And not only was this a costly visit to the vet, we almost lost Mr. Dennis and that would have been tragic. Another great benefit is that Pretty Litter ships free to my door in a small lightweight bag. I never run out of it and I don't have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking at my place. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash petliferadio to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash petliferadio to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash petliferadio. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. How many of you have pets? My hand's raised. Now think about how lucky you are to have such a sweet little pet in your life. And that pet is lucky to have you too. But unfortunately, there are countless pets out there that don't have a home to call their own. However, Bob's from Skechers is trying to change that. So we developed Bob's for dogs and cats to help pets in need. With every purchase of adorable Bob's footwear or fun, stylish apparel, or even the cutest Bob's pet accessories, Skechers makes a donation to Petco Love to help save shelter pets and with your help we've already saved the lives of over 1 million pets and raised over 7 million dollars so while you're getting style and comfort with features like Skechers famous memory foam cushioning you're also helping to save an adorable pet in need and helping another lucky owner be connected with a future best friend and companion because happiness is having a loving pet by your side find Bob's at a Skechers store Skechers.com select pet co-locations or wherever stylish footwear is sold Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're talking with Christopher Brown of Playology, and we're talking about their wonderful toys that they have chew toys for your dogs that are scented to engage them and we're talking about the chew now there's so many people out there um, that are pet parents that have heavy chewers and they've purchased toy after toy that are supposed to be really tough and they last five minutes so what do you have on your heavy chew end that's going to make a pet parent say this is exactly what i need Given nothing lasts forever, you know, I mean, just because it's for a heavy chewer doesn't mean that you're going to have it for your dog for months. Right. And and I think that one of the biggest challenges that we have, and, and frankly, all dog toy manufacturers have, is this idea of it. did it last long enough, right? And I think that's the question you're getting at. And if we really wanted toys to be indestructible, we, we you know, we just make them out of steel. Right. Um, but there's an element of, of play that's very, very important to dogs. They like to sense that they're making, if you will, progress, right? There needs to be some give, some, some feedback loop for them. 
And so what we make is we have a heavy duty uh, dual layer ring and a dual layer bone that are our two toughest chews, if you will. Um, and those are the ones that can stand up to the most aggressive chewing pets and, or dogs that we have. And there's also ones that scale back a bit. Um, to use a, an example with our senior line, those are designed to have a lot more gibbs, so they're gentler on teeth and gums for older dogs. So I know your question went back to durability, but it is a it is always a challenge is getting that right durability for your pet. And I think that's part of where we try and put on our packaging, the level of chew, um, as well as helping with things like a toy finder that does talk about how aggressive a chewer your pet is. Right. And I liked how you said, <laughs> if you really want to make it durable, you'd make it out of steel. Then you'd have broken teeth, though. So that wouldn't yeah. be good either. <laughs> so Yeah, no. And I think pet parents have to be realistic. If your dog can't get that satisfaction of the give when they bite into it, they're not chewing. What are some of the, in some of the research that you've done, that dogs have like a need to chew? It goes back to, again, some dogs are very, very aggressive chewers. Some find a lot more satisfaction in in fetching, in chasing, and in tugging it. So the dogs that are very heavy chewers, it's a need to chew. It's ingrained in their DNA. And some of them will sit there all afternoon when they're engaged with a toy and, and chew, 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 chew. Um, and so you need to create a toy that stands up to that. And, and that's why we make some of our heaviest duty products, um, because those dogs can chew on them for hours a day. And there's just some forms and some materials that inherently aren't going to stand up as well to that type of a use. Well, I think they all have some need to chew on something and hopefully not a great uh, playology toy, not your shoes or anything. Let's talk about your dental bone. What makes that different? So one of the things as a dog parent myself, and I'm sure dog parents and cat parents can sympathize with this, is as your pet ages, it can get... Uh, Dental care can get very expensive. It can be very painful for your pet and it has very real correlations to, to their health. And so one of the things that we designed and all our products are designed for life stages to be optimized for that life stage. We can talk about some of the puppy stuff later if you'd like, but our senior shoe line is designed that very similar to what we have in our adult line but it's designed to have more give so that it's gentler on your teeth and gums as a dog. So it, get, it has more give, so it's less likely to create an issue with their teeth. And, and some dogs just have more sensitive teeth and some are missing some teeth. So it's intended to be just a, a, a satisfying chew that's just gentler. And we take care for that. I, you know, it's not necessarily something that's going to remove plaque or any of that. It's just, it's about chew and it's about engagement. And it's a way for them to engage in a way that is suitable to their life stage. And what about for puppies? So one of the things, if, you, if you've ever had a puppy, they grow up fast and they are, uh, they're curious. And one of the things that we found was that puppies generally, you know, roughly about 16 weeks to eight months have a, a need for sensory development, right? So they are really focusing on exploring the world. You want to give them a variety of different sensory experiences, a variety of different doing experiences and really help them grow. And so one of the things that they're also doing is, is and so some of our products have forms and designs that are specifically help, specifically focused on helping them 
wean themselves off mom. And so then we get into after uh, that period, you get into the teething period, Michelle, which is one where if you've ever had a table leg that looks like it's been attacked, right? You want to provide something that has a lot more feedback for them. It's a little bit, our products tend to be a little bit knobbier, a little bit tougher. Teething can be painful, you know, just like babies for puppies, you know, you're, you're trying to break through your gums. And so we give, uh, we developed a line of products that focus very heavily on making that teething experience very engaging so that they play with the toy. And what we found is that it helps people train their pets into what they should be chewing on versus what they should not be chewing on. So I also want to know, since Playology currently has what other types of products do you have? And maybe I missed it, but do you have products for cats as well? We do not have products for cats at this stage. Our research is heavily focused on, has been around the science that drives dog behavior, which is, is very, very different than that of feline. Certainly, you know, there, there's opportunity there, but right now, Playology is exclusively focused on uh, dogs. And, you know, within the portfolio of, of the company, there are other brands that focus on different areas. But for Playology itself, we have the young puppy, the teething puppy, the adult, and then the senior line, Michelle. Those are what we have right now. And what kind of innovative products do you have coming for the future that you can give us maybe a little hint on? I think one of the things that we're always doing is looking at our assortment and understanding as we have new scientific studies, how do we make the products more and more engaging, more and more meeting the needs of both the pet parent as well as the pet themselves? And I think that's one of the things that makes Playology stand out, if you will, from the crowd is that we focus on both pet parent and the science behind the dog itself. So we are always looking at new and innovative products within those lines. And I think you'll see some interesting stuff coming in the not so distant future. The other piece that we are very aware of is some of the trends that are driving the marketplace around humanization, you know, health and wellness, premiumization. You know, there's a lot of trends that have started pre-COVID that are pushing forward that, you know, we always are trying to make sure that we're delivering the best for our pet parents as well against those needs. And you hit on one of the trends earlier, and um, which is flavors and if your household is plant-based, although I've had many discussions on um, shows on Best Bets for Pets that dogs shouldn't necessarily have a plant-based diet, but, you know, I'm not a veterinarian and we're not going to get into that here. No. Cats should not. It's actually not good for them. But I do know that there's a lot of people that are all about plant-based now. So you have currently peanut butter and cheddar and sweet potato. Are you considering any other flavors, scents? Yeah, we always are looking at new scents. You know, I will say that, you know, one of the things that, that is a little different here is because nothing is consumed, this is not part of a, of a dog's diet, good or bad. There's no nutritional value. There's no calories in what we provide. It, it's truly scent. So um, it's not intended to be anything in the dietary realm, Michelle. But we're always looking at scents that accommodate pet parents who may choose to live in a, in a plant-based household. But again, for the dog itself, this is not intended to be a, a dietary product in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's very different than a treat. Okay, and you said something interesting. You said that it's not consumed and the durability, but there is some give. When you said it's not consumed, if you have a super chewer, is this a product? Because your products are really durable. I mean, they're heavy. They're really well made. But 
Again, you have chewers, super chewers that are just, I mean, you would not believe what dogs can chew apart. So <laughs> I would. like I, basketballs and footballs and who knows what, but you, I think yours are tougher than that, uh, a lot tougher. And they're heavy. You know, they have weight to them. Does the rubber when their dogs are chewing, can the rubber come off? Is that, I mean, can it break off? Is that possible? I mean, I guess anything's possible. What I would say is it's certainly not designed to, but no product is indestructible. Good way to put it. <laughs> you should always supervise your, your dog when they're playing with any toy. Because as you said, it's amazing what sometimes they can do. We spend a tremendous amount of time on our safety standards going, you know, well above and beyond um, what might be, if you will, required. So we put a lot of extra effort into ensuring that our products are as safe as possible. But at the end of the day, no product is indestructible. Good answer. And I appreciate your integrity. And I think you'd have to get one of the super chewer, like it's in another category, if they could take some of your, you know, your high end made for super chewers apart, because they are very well made, they're heavy, they're durable. Now let's tell people, where can you buy them? If you want to buy Playology products, Michelle, you can go to any major pet specialty retailer. If you think about, you know, Petco, Pet Supplies Plus, PetSmart, you can find it online at all of the major online retailers, as well as in a very, very broad array of independent pet stores as well. So we are very broadly distributed in it where they are already likely shopping. And we'd encourage them to take a walk down that pet aisle and, you know, in that pet toy aisle and, and see what's out there. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed today's show. If you have a super chewer, please check out Playology. These dog chews are just amazing. They're so well made. And if you have a super chewer, even a sort of chewer, any chewer, if you have a dog, check them out. They are amazing. And I'd like to thank my guest, Chris from Playology, for coming on Best Bets for Pets. Thanks for my chew testers, Blue and Cooper. And then, of course, Nikki, the senior dog, for trying out the chew toys. And uh, thanks to my cat crew who was observing. Of course, Molly had to get involved because she always does, but she decided that's for a dog, not for me, because Nikki didn't let her near it. So thanks to my cat crew, Dennis and Charlotte, Molly and Jethro. And uh, thanks, of course, to everyone listening to Best Bets for Pets for almost 13 years. I appreciate it so much. And of course, a huge thank you to my producer, Mark Winter, for making me and my guests sound amazing. So remember, keep listening. You'll never know what we're going to have next on Best Bets for Pets. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.